on a speaker box It's saying, can I take your order, please? I said, yes, indeed, you certainly can We'd like two hamburgers with onions and cheese Then my wife says, baby, hold on, I've changed my mind I think I'm gonna have a chicken sandwich instead this time Three, two, one, zero What's the mama say? Mama says you're brain dead, bang your head against the wall. That's what the mama say. Can't find peace of mind, brain needs an overhaul. The views expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend. The Monty Man. I'm telling you the truth, man, I ain't gonna lie to you. Sing it, Monty. Good guys, bad boys, we're all the same. Saved by grace is the name of the game. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay your burden down. I like to sing. I do. <laughs> Welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. This is the show that, uh, well, I don't know. It's on the radio. It's on the radio. <laughs> Tony, Tony's here. Good morning. Marv's here. Yes. Good and morning. And Denver is over there. Hello. <laughs> All right. So uh, an update real quick. Um, so for our listeners that don't know, we, needed to ra- we need to raise $3,000 by the end of this month to uh, make our yearly big bills, and we are halfway there, Ooh. halfway there. So uh, thank you so much to those who, who have, have donated. Uh, if you'd like to donate to help keep us on the air, um, we ask you for this about three times a year. The other two times are, are smaller amounts, but um, there's the big one that comes around this time of year. And you can do that by going to Take12Radio.com and clicking either at the top of the page. There's a GoFundMe link right next to Moi's picture. <laughs> and then at the bottom of the page, if you don't want to go through GoFundMe, you can donate. Click on the Donate button at the bottom of the page. It'll tell you how to send a check or pay with your credit card or whatever. No amount's too small. And we appreciate every. Every penny that comes in. Thank you so much for those of you who have helped us get to the halfway mark. All right. So that's really good stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is really, really good stuff. All right. So um, as we continue here with the show. Stop right there. It's time for the Monty Man's Weekly Watch. Complain and whine. You're the Monty Man. Tell me no. How you love to complain. There's always something to whine about As each week you drive us insane That's right, everybody 
It's that time again for Monty Man's Weekly Wine. <laughs> okay, the baby's still there. <laughs> I, I was getting a little worried. <laughs> I could have a whole CD of the baby. <laughs> could you? You can come over to my house and tape record. I'm just about to choke up on that one. You can come over to my place and tape record the baby whining all you want. Oh, my gosh. See, I can turn mine off, though. Jeez. Uh, well, thank you, Cecil, for that rendition of Billy Joel's uh, Piano Man. <laughs> okay. Um, so at the very beginning of the show, you heard a sound clip. That's Weird Al Yankovic on, uh, on his little parody called Stuck in the Drive-Thru. Uh, so my my wine for this week is split drive through. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. The these new drive throughs oh, at at, at at the at your local fast food or fast processed food restaurants where they split you, right? And then you got to try to merge together. Um. It is weird. How many fast food restaurants are doing that? Uh, I know of one. Um, there was a, there's an Arby's up in Portland okay. that's done it. Um, most of them that I've seen and are McDonald's. either McDonald's yeah. and there's a couple of Burger Kings um, that friends have told me about. <coughs> Around here, the only ones I've seen have been McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one over there by the totally freeway is, is a total nightmare. Oh, yeah. That one's screwed. Right. You can't. I mean, if you're here's the thing: if you're parked, if you if you're going in to eat the processed garbage, and you're parked there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and the drive-through is even halfway full, you can't get out. Mm-hmm. You're stuck. <laughs> it's not the first time I've. It's heard a that. marketing gimmick. Go back in and get some more food. <laughs> You'll be waiting a while. But they're they're crazy. So you pull pull in. So. Um, what was it? I ordered I ordered a um a sausage McMuffin with an extra sausage patty. Oh yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And the guy guy comes back and goes, Two sausage and egg McMuffins? And I go, No, a sausage McMuffin with an extra sausage patty. Three sausage and egg McMuffins? <laughs> this is the one by the freeway, yeah. by the way. I said, No. A little more firm. And then I repeat it. He goes, well, fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shame on you, A1. But, I mean, there's a 100 voices because there's all these cars. There's mm-hmm. two speakers. I don't know. The split drive through thing, that's that's my wine. It's uh, it's nothing to uh, – it's nothing earth-shattering. But usually my wines aren't earth-shattering anyway. They're just things to complain about. <laughs> I like them. Now, I feel bad for the people on the other end because you got two feeding into one right. at the drive up there. And amazingly enough, I don't know how they do it, but I don't they seem they to get it. the order right on, per vehicle. Yeah, how well, do they, they do it, Tony? They actually... They make they, you wait. <laughs> <laughs> they write it down. No, actually... Well, they do. You they, have, you have, they got yeah. parking places oh, yeah. and they, you got to go park. Oh, yeah. That's for, the dumbest for, thing For the ever. basic item, too. Yeah. Yes. Okay, it's 8 o'clock in because the morning. Marking, All I want is a yeah. breakfast item and I got to wait 10 minutes for a sausage McMuffin? Are you kidding me? Why no, don't you... And then when I, I get it, when I get it, the sausage is all dry and hard. 
obviously had been sitting there the whole time. <laughs> but no, how do they do it? Because that's got to be maddening. I mean, to work in that industry. They have two and, people taking orders. One takes order and money, which right? I hated doing. <laughs> because you have to like, I don't have that much concentration, really. But um, And then they have another one just taking orders and making the coffees. Right. That still scares me to this day. Oh, the flashing okay. light. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then... It's kind of corporate's fault because of the fact that the levels, but they're concerned about the drive times, but the levels of the foods are so low. Right. And then they end up, like you said, sitting there anyways. Yeah. Yeah. They're more concerned about get how many cars they can get through an hour. So you had something to whine about. You want to whine about bugs? No. It's okay. Oh, no. Like, do I tell. <laughs> Enlighten well, I was us. on my back porch playing with Nevaeh. Well, James was throwing the ball. I don't do that. Right. But, um. It's where, like, the bugs are out to get me. I hate bug season. Those little things that they start out when they're little, they look like spiders, but they're not. Mm-hmm. They're actually kind of a beetle. Yeah. And they're just thousands of them, I right? I know, and they just fly everywhere. Yeah. And then you got the Creepy. drunk, what I call the drunk flies, which just, you know, like in one spot. What do they do? <laughs> <laughs> and then you got bees, and I'm deathly allergic to bees. And then the spiders, they come out of nowhere. So bug season sucks. It's really not your world, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Oh, my gosh. Some days is windshields. And yeah. Some days is bugs. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, not a whole lot to whine about. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay your burden down. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so let's see what's next. So my win is this brand new gnome. What's he, like two feet tall, <clears throat> right? And, and Tony brought him in. He's a praying gnome. And he's got he's got a ladybug in his hat. <laughs> right there, Denver. See the little ladybug? So Marcia has to let you have it in the house. You can see you the... You know pi- how I feel about that. <laughs> you can see the picture of him on our Facebook page at Facebook... <laughs> you uploaded it. Uh, Take 12 Radio. Um, yeah, or on our YouTube, nice. on our YouTube page, uh, on our YouTube version... Um, right there. Yes. Right there. Right now. See. See. Uh-huh. Okay. I see. <laughs> is he on? Is he on your Monty Man Facebook? Uh, no. But he'll be. On, yeah, he'll be on that one oh, too. Okay. But he'll be on the Take Twelve Radio one. <laughs> That's silly. <All right>. Of <laughs> course he is. All right. Let's see what this is. Yourself clean. Saturday, June 29th at Chemeketa Community College, Salem, Oregon. This recovery-based stand-up comedy show shares experience, strength, and hope by bringing light to dark places and shattering stigmas surrounding addiction. Featuring the recovery comedy of Jeremiah Coughlin, Mike Lindsay, Riley Howard, Sam Miller, and hosted by Wendy Weiss. Tickets are only $20, but visit unloadedcomedy.com and save. Online tickets are only $15. Yeah, yeah. Doors open at 7.30 p.m. at the Building 6 Auditorium at Chemeketa Community College in Salem. So come and laugh yourself clean. A production of UnloadedRecovery.com and sponsored by Bridgeway Recovery Services. All right, welcome back to the show. I don't know what I did with the weekly win um, promo thing. 
Maybe it'll pop up somewhere in the middle here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to blame the producer for that. Cecil, you are in trouble. Um, all right, well, the topic uh, this week is high and dry. So the question, uh, and I know this is going to open up a can of worms, and that's okay. We like to do that. Uh, and let me preface this by saying some people don't like to get into the controversy. I love the controversy. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why they uh, almost literally booted me out of the uh, out of one fellowship and told me to go start my own talk show, which I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, and so the controversy of this whole uh, marijuana issue. I mean. People have been talking about it and arguing about it for a long, long time. <laughs> um, but the question I have is in, in – um, there's no question about it in Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, in fact, there's a piece in the literature that refers to alcohol that some of us, uh, when it comes to alcohol, seem to have been confused about this. Um, but, you know, basically, my paraphrase – uh, we can't afford to be confused about this. Alcohol is a drug, period – we are folks who need to abstain from all drugs in order to recover. So there's no issue there in Narcotics Anonymous as far as their viewpoint, uh, at least in the literature, uh, when it comes to the marijuana maintenance program, so to speak. Um, and so they're the only requirement for membership in NA is the desire to stop using. So... By the letter of the law, I suppose, that would be the desire to stop using all mind-altering chemicals. Now, don't get ridiculous and start saying, well, that would include caffeine because it alters your mind. <laughs> well, sure it does. I mean, take take away, you know, a coffee junkie's morning cup of coffee and see how altered his mind gets. Mm. Yeah, it does. Um, you'd have to stop smoking, too, because nicotine alters your mind. Okay, you know. Stop being ridiculous. You know what we're talking about. Nitpicking. Yeah, that's just mm. being that's that's just making excuses. And so, um, you know, if, if you want to be that immature about it, then uh, fine. That's kind of on you. But we're talking about, you know, what we're talking about: mm. mind-altering substances that are not your friend uh, in any way, shape, or form. Not that tobacco is, or not necessarily that caffeine is, but to the degree that we're talking about as far as recovering. From this stuff. Um, now, in Alcoholics Anonymous, however, the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. Mm. Um, it is also, uh, the statement is made quite often, you remember when you say you are. And people will respond by going, I are. Right? Uh, coupled with the only, desi the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. So does that mean we can keep getting stoned? Can you be a member in good standing of Alcoholics Anonymous and continue to smoke marijuana, but as long as you have the desire to stop drinking, call yourself a member? So I have, an, I have my answer to that, but what say you, Marv R.? Marv R.? Yeah. Pers <laughs> personally, uh, I, I don't use any drugs. Right. I don't drink. That's it. And you seldom even drink coffee anymore. I've cut way back. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's me drinking my coffee. So, 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 I don't know what else to say. I just. Well, what do you think about that? I mean, can uh, you be a member of Alcoholics Anonymous as long as you have the desire to stop drinking and, the, and then marijuana would be considered an outside issue? Um, 
the sound that's of a loaded silence. that's a loaded that's a loaded question well, they, it, well, and i'll get to that too yeah, yeah. yeah i uh, personally don't think so okay as long as, if you're off and never never land mm-hmm. uh you can't be in recovery okay but is there a difference between you can't be in recovery and you can't be a member of aa it it's kind of a sticky area uh-huh. But Marv says no. Tony? I agree with him. I mean, I know people who do it. Right. Because they're like, well, it's not alcohol, so I'm not getting in trouble as much. But there you go, as much. <laughs> mm. Obviously, you're still doing something wrong. So, so you say nay as well. Uh, yeah, I say nay. Okay. All right, Denver. If we're uh, going or consider ourselves a member of one of these uh, addictive clubs that we belong to, mm-hmm. NAAA, whatever, mm-hmm. you apparently feel as though you do have an addiction problem, all right? My take on it is, and I, this is going to be real quick and simple, is if if it's bothering you or somebody else and it's an addiction, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Alcohol is legal, Right. Right. Marijuana is legal, right? Right. I think it's going to be kind of a personal thing with this uh, marijuana. Mm-hmm. If you got a drinking problem mm-hmm. and you realize it, then you need to address the drinking. But does the marijuana lead you into wanting to have a, a have, it, have back a to drink. drinking? Yeah. yeah. I I don't I don't ever I never liked smoking weed. Anyways, the only time right. I ever did it was if I was in a social atmosphere and I hated myself after I'd done it. Alcohol, on the uh, on the other hand, was something different. I like to drink alone, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, if you if you are in a fellowship uh, that is concerned with addiction, you obviously feel as though you have a problem, and you probably want to address that issue as is this other substitute or whatever you want to call it. Sure, going to lead you into your problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, alcohol is legal. Some people drink it. I don't have a problem with that. I right. can't. I, I don't function well when I do drink. So if you smoke a hit of weed, I guess, uh, that, that's up to you. I, I don't. I choose not to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as people are listening and some are getting mad and some are saying no we agree with you hopefully they're typing their emails out yeah yeah so our email address for you um because i'd like to i'd like to hear some responses by by our next show uh our email address is take 12 radio t-a-k-e the number 12 radio at comcast.net uh if you have signed up on our podomatic app you can comment there and on our YouTube channel, you can comment there as well, and we welcome your comments. Um, you do not have to agree with us. You do not, do not have to disagree with us. Just just comment. We would appreciate it. All right. So uh, let me address this. So so <coughs> we're talking about kind of talking about two different areas: the technicality of membership in AA versus what's wise or what makes sense as far as one's personal recovery goes mm-hmm. you know so uh, according to the literature the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking 
So that would that would mean as long as you have the desire to stop drinking, you can call yourself a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. It doesn't matter if you're eating dandelions or smoking dandelions or marijuana or popping oxycodones. It, it doesn't really matter what else you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it matters as far as your recovery goes, but as far as your technical membership goes by the letter of the law, so to speak, it would not, that would not, that would be an outside issue. Mm. Okay. However, if we're going to live in a way that we want to recover from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, it would be ridiculous not to consider putting away all mind-altering substances. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to, I'm going to shoot some numbers out, out there for you, which is kind of interesting. Um, I love data because you can't argue with data. Mm. Uh, you can argue with opinions, but you can't argue with data. Um, before I do that, though, I do want to address one guy commented and said, well, Bill W. used LSD to try to help him stop drinking. Well, that's sort of correct, but not. you can't take that. you got to keep it in context. So let me educate the listeners a little bit about that. Um Around the time that Bill wrote AA Comes of Age, right, so this is in the 1950s, right, he was recognizing that there were people that were not going to subscribe to the spiritual um, tools laid out in, in, in the program of recovery that, that he was involved in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in the big book and that kind of thing. And so he started looking into other areas where people could have a spiritual experience. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, acid usually does that for <laughs> yeah. me. But you got to remember, this was back. People weren't dropping hits of acid at parties and all this. It was kind of a it was a medical research thing. He, under the direction and supervision of medical doctors actually did experiment with LSD not only not only to look into it for this reason but to deal with depression and and that kind of thing um and and so but that is that is a whole different picture than an entire membership of people sitting around taking bong hits mm. justifying getting high because it's an outside issue in AA and so now I can get high because I have the desire to stop drinking mm. so to try to Try to mix those two to justify smoking pot is really kind of absurd. <coughs> um, so enough said about that. Uh, okay, so here's the deal. What, we, what we've done in this country is we have normalized narcotic use. And we're doing it more and more and more. Now, in the last year particularly... The, the rate of driving under the influence of alcohol has dropped significantly. Mm. There's a reason for that. People came to the point, the citizens of this country came to the point where they said enough is enough. And they got tough on drunk driving laws. Mm. Uh, one of the uh, uh, um, frontiers of this thing was uh, Mothers <laughs> Against Drunk Drivers. Right, which launched a huge movement, but people have had it. 
with people driving and drinking. They're sick and tired of their relatives dying and people getting, you know, people that are sober driving down the road sober and getting killed. Mm -hmm. And so the numbers have dropped significantly. And they're spending much time with uh, a, a county judge here just the other day and talking about some of the, the data and statistics. It, it was really impressive. However, right, and this has been in the last couple of years. I'm sorry, not the last year. However, in the last year, particularly since in the state of Oregon, the, um, the decriminalization of marijuana has happened, those numbers have increased again. And uh, we're talking about a huge increase. We're almost talking about like, like a 60% increase of driving infractions under the influence. Why? Because we've normalized a substance that impairs people, not only when they're sitting in their living room, but when they're driving behind the wheel, right? So what we've done is we've welcomed it back and People are dying, and the, the amount of people that have been pulled over under the influence of marijuana with no alcohol in their system is huge. Mm. And they're driving, and they're getting in automobile accidents, and the crime rates are going up, all things that a group of people said would not happen. <laughs> they have statistics that crime is on the rise yes. due well, to— Yeah, because it is criminal to drive under the influence— um, as far as like breaking into places, oh, okay. things That's, like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The crime rate when involving motor vehicles has right. got, has risen. Um, so we've been normalizing drugs. So, so one of the cutesy little sayings that, that, uh, have come about and Mike Lindsay, who we had on last week mm -hmm. talked about this is instead of clean and sober. Now they're calling it green and sober. <laughs> you know, which, yes. which is kind of chuckly, but is it funny? Not no, really. It's not. Not really. No. You're either sober or you're not. Sober mm -hmm. does not mean without alcohol. Sober means no mind-altering chemicals. Mm -hmm. Sober does not mean not drunk. It means no mind-altering chemicals. So you can't be green and sober. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know, you can be high and dry. Mm -hmm. You can be without booze but high, you know. Um, but... Yeah, so 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 here here's here's the thing. It's been said that if opiates, which is a huge problem right now, right? If yes. opiates is the storm, marijuana is the fog, hmm. and that makes total sense to me. Mm -hmm. So by the letter of the law in AA, it would be considered an outside issue. If if you think that Alcoholics Anonymous its main purpose is to help you stop drinking. If you are under that impression, first of all, you don't know the literature because that's not its main purpose. Its main purpose is to help you develop a relationship with a power greater than yourself mm -hmm. to help you solve your problem. The problem, right, is not alcohol. That is the symptom. Mm -hmm. The problem is something else going on, which we say in the big book, <laughs> selfishness and self-centeredness, that we feel is the root of our problem. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. And how much more selfish and self-centered can you be 
than claiming your right to be under the influence in public behind the wheel of a vehicle or just walking down the street. And I have to ask, what what is driving this desire to to be numb? Now there's lack of spirituality. Lack of there you go. The lack of spirituality. And spirituality is not part of the program of AA. It is the program of AA. Exactly. The people are coming in there and getting high and keep coming to meetings and smoking dope are not practicing the program. They're not. They don't they're not honest about it and they have no intentions of practicing the program. I don't know why they're there. Yeah. Except, look at me, I'm an AA, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, you know, hip, hip, hooray, I didn't drink today. Yeah. Well, good for you. How many people, I have seen several people in the last two or three years have come in and they quit drinking, but they're still smoking pot, and they talk about it at the meeting, and eventually... God works in their lives, and they quit smoking pot, mm-hmm. and they are working a spiritual program. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I am not suggesting for a minute that somebody who has the desire to stop drinking but continues to smoke pot not be welcome in the meeting. I'm not saying that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that would be a traditions violation, and because the only requirement for membership, right, is the desire to stop drinking. So... Yeah, we welcome you. Mm-hmm. We Heck, we welcome people that don't have the desire to stop drinking, that are just curious, right? They're, they're welcome yeah. in an open meeting. Um, here, here's some interesting facts. And now this is the state of Oregon, okay? Um, uh, okay, th- this, this is uh, by the um, – let me see. Let me get it. Oh, yeah. Uh, This is reported by the National Institute of Health. Um, We're looking at uh, reported drug use. Uh, 26% of people seeking treatment report heroin as the drug of choice. 38% uh, report methamphetamine. 28% report alcohol. And 8% marijuana only. Okay? But all of those that have been surveyed, not well, not all, 96% of them are claiming that they all started with, guess what? Marijuana. Mm-hmm. So that, that was, I hate to use a word that's been trampled to death, but that was the gateway. Mm-hmm. They hadn't done any, 96% hadn't done anything else. They started with marijuana, okay, and 26% went to heroin, 38% went to meth, 28% went to alcohol. Now check this out. This is interesting. So knowing the alcohol uh, alcoholic rate increase, the heroin and the meth increase, mm. right? 88,000 people annually die from alcohol-related deaths. 20.7 million people aged 12 and older are seeking treatment. Mm-hmm. From some form of mind-altering substance. 70,200 Americans die from overdose, uh, died from overdose in 2017. This is a two-fold increase since this whole marijuana issue started 
rumbling and people were pushing for the legalization of it. Mm -hmm. So when I hear people say, well, it's better to be on marijuana than it is to be on opiates. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what do you think drove them to the opiates in the first place? Right. So back to the question, suppose. So technically by the letter of the law, can you call yourself a member of AA? Sure. Are you a member in good standing? No. Uh -uh. What do you think, Denver? I think people just want to argue. I think they do. I think that's the bottom line. You take it upon yourself to decide, do I have a problem? Or you may even get some folks around you going, you got a problem. Well, you might want to listen to that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, is it, you got to take responsibility for this yourself. Um, you, re you really do because yeah. no sponsor, no meeting chair, <laughs> There's no, the, no pastor, no rabbi, no nobody's going to talk you into looking at yourself that closely. You, you got to do that. You can sit and argue the fact that no, I ain't drinking, but I have a hit of weed or two. All right, that's your deal, man. It's not mine. You know, I choose not to. I don't think it's a. Uh, it, it was. I got to say, marijuana was not my uh, gateway drug. It, it was. It, it, marijuana was. I mean, I. I was I did, straight out of the gate a drunk. I started you know? out. I started out with with alcohol. Yeah. My first yeah. thing I ever drank it was alcohol. Yeah. But I went right to marijuana because I had friends that were doing it, right? And it didn't. It, it didn't cause me to stumble around like the alcohol, so I could get stoned <laughs> and go to school. But I didn't like it. No, particularly, but because I didn't like it, guess what? I jumped into even more. The booze, mm -hmm. and so, and then I had t I had I, just about every high school friend I I knew that was was getting high went from marijuana to stronger things. And back when I was in high school, there was the big speed kills mm -hmm. uh, promotions, yeah. but they were doing it. People shoot. People were shooting up mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Yeah. What? Yeah, down on the Hate Ashbury in San Francisco. That reminds me of when you told the story about you and the alcohol in your. Oh, shooting up alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Shot up a load of wild turkey and woke up the next day with the worst hangover oh, of my, my life. <laughs> but why mayonnaise? I don't know. It's mm. Thick and white. That Gross. has to be a big needle. <laughs> Uh, I have I have such a variety of uh, people that I've come across in my life. Yeah, you know, of people abusing substances and people that are clean, people that are spiritual. Both, you know, I just I've seen everybody. Yeah, out there, and this becomes such a personal thing. Do you have a problem? Do people tell you you have a problem? Is this going to help your problem? Yeah. Having a hit of weed, you know? Maybe it will at first. I don't know. I just don't know. Well, you know, there's there's a there's a lot of uh, argument from people that feel that uh, when something's criminalized, uh, like marijuana, right, uh, that it's the government trying to take control again. Mm. Um, but I kind of look at it like, okay, it, when you decriminalize it, and that you criminalize the addict, but you decriminalize the drug. Mm -hmm. That makes no sense. People are being thrown <laughs> in the who's gal for being addicts, but we are supplying them with their mm -hmm. drug by making them legal. 
Yeah. And then we're punishing them for using illegal substance. And people say, well, no, we're punishing them for driving under the influence of the legal substance. Well, you take people that are prone to addiction and, and you put a narcotic in their system and then you expect them to behave? Are you kidding me? This person has a problem. Right. Right? Right. I mean, it, they need to come to the realization that they shouldn't be doing that. Right. They, no law is going to make – no law made me stop. Right. You know, it was time for me to quit. So, but did it not contribute to the? the you oh, know, it you got it pushed me through the. You get tired of the start, consequences. Yeah, it pushed it, me yeah. through the gate to start thinking. You know what? Right. This is this is not working. This is not working, and things are out of control. You better look at something else, and and find a solution to this. We also have to remember that that back in um, the days of the founding of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, they, we did have we did have narcotic issues, but not to the degree we have today. It it, it was a non-issue, so to speak. We, they were dealing primarily with with drunks, you know, people falling off the bar stool, people living in the gutter, uh, you know, people dying of cirrhosis of the liver, that kind of thing. It was a different time, mm-hmm. you know, um, but today is today. Well, it doesn't help too that we have like made it so sociably acceptable, and you have all the right fighters out there, you know. Right. I have a right to do this. I have a right to do this. Well, that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about the subject at hand. Not if you have the right to do it because you have the right to put whatever in your body, you know. But that doesn't mean that you're sober. Because you smoke weed, and yeah. Then come so into call. The room. Let's call. Do, do you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah. Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. If if you want to claim membership in AA because you have the desire to stop drinking, that's your right to do that. Well, and that goes back to what you're saying about you know you don't convict the drug, you convict the, the addict. Right. And that's the sad part. Right. You make the drug seem all like happy, glory, and you know basically free and legal now, but you're gonna. So here's the person who here's, does it. here's what I really truly believe is is at the heart of the matter here, which mm-hmm. really has little to do with Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Celebrate Recovery, or any of those groups. Is we're living we're living in a time. Actually, we've been living in this time for a long time. Mm-hmm. We just haven't been pointing it out as much. The dumbing down of America. This Amen. country is constantly being dumbed down. Mm. That's an understatement. Yeah. Amen. <clears throat> And and one of the ways it started years ago was we stopped teaching children how to think for themselves by not teaching them how to read properly. Mm-hmm. Because when you have a society that can read, you have a society that learns how to think for themselves. And so when we stop teaching children how to read and write properly, th- a lot of this started. Okay. Because if you can get people not to think for themselves and you're in charge, now you're calling the shots. So if if the government or whoever it is that's pulling this stuff can start pulling the switches, right? Well, okay. So if half the country is walking around stoned, they're not thinking clear. Mm -hmm. They're not. I am sorry. You can call it recreational. You can whatever you want to do. But if, if if your goal is to be able to to fight for your right to not think clearly, then you're not going to think clearly. And people are going to co-sign that 
And then you're going to have to have people who have to think for you. Well, parents also have to parent, too, again. Yeah, they'd have to parent. Well, but they're not because they're but, high. But that's what I'm saying. Parents have high. to start parenting again, too. That's kind of what right. this stems But see, from. How, how do we solve uh, being a high parent and dealing with a sober exactly. child? Yeah. Well, allow the child to be high. Mm-hmm. We're all high now. So listen to this. Here's more dumbing down of America. Mm-hmm. Denver, where a lot of this started, Colorado. Not, oh, not, not Denver W. Some of it probably started with me. Yeah, probably. Uh, where much of this started, uh, the whole marijuana thing, Denver becomes the first major American city to decriminalize another controlled substance. After 21 states, including Colorado, decriminalized or legalized marijuana. Guess what it was? What Ma- it is? Mushrooms. Mushrooms. I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> yes. So listen to this. The mo- quote, the movement was never about marijuana. It was always about legalizing all drugs, oh. said Kevin Sabat, a senior advisor in the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy under Presidents Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama. Surprise, surprise. Hmm. End quote. Psychedelic or psilocybin mushrooms, sometimes called magic mushrooms, are hallucinogens that can cause panic attacks, psychosis. Other side effects include nausea, vomiting, muscle weakness, and lack of coordination. An overdose can and does result in death. So let's legalize psilocybin, right? Because there are people, there are young people particularly, that w- would refuse to do illegal drugs simply because they were illegal. Mm-hmm. And then they skipped over ever becoming addicted because they, they got a little bit more mature, they grew up, and it was like, well, I'm not interested in that anyway. But because they were illegal, they just didn't, mm-hmm. right? You legalize something, and now it's okay. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to try it. But what if you're the one in five that has already got an addictive personality and because it's legal, you try it and now, you're, now you've got a problem. Yeah, we, we can only hope they have a bad trip. <laughs> right? <laughs> That'll cure that little trip. So, so, that, so psilocybin, magic mushrooms, is legal, right? Soon that will be legal in 21 other states, just like marijuana. Then what's next? Methamphetamine? Heroin? I mean, there are places that in, in the name of health, <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, right? Um, the, the needle exchange programs, like one up in Seattle where they have a needle exchange program, mm-hmm. and right upstairs they have a place where under doctor supervision you can shoot up heroin. Then next door they have a treatment center. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that part. So we're producing a problem so we can make money off the poor addict. Revolving doors. I I mean, it is such corruption. It's unbelievable. And you want to be a part of that by co-signing it and fighting for your right to be out of your mind in public? My dad posted something about one of those facilities the other day. I'm like, we did a show on it. You should look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Those are just ridiculous. I don't get it. So back to the original question, can you be a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and still get stoned? Yeah, I, I suppose you can. You know, uh, should you? I mean, you can, stick it, you can stick a sharp pencil in your neck. You can do that, but should mm-hmm. you? 
get get back to the personal level. Mm-hmm. You, you where have to, where you really are you do. at on this? What do you want to do with yeah. your life? Where where are you? So you can actually push our opinions aside, my opinion aside, because God knows I'm overly opinionated. You can put all that aside, but if you can't ask yourself that one question, what do I really want to do? Yeah. Because that's what it comes down to. Accountability. Do I want to be the best best version of me I can be? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to settle for a half measure? Oh, that's just, the problem, Bonnie. They already think they are. Mm-hmm. Good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. They already think they are the so best why would they... version of what they can be. They're gods, right? They're gods. Oh, I can do what I want to do. If it feels good, do it. If it's okay, do it. And on and on and on, because I am in charge of my own life, and I can do what I want to do. Yeah. And so they're already there. Mm-hmm. You're right. They don't have anything and if to, I've, to attain. If I this sound higher. like I'm starting to get angry, that's because I am. Well, and, and you should get angry. We should get angry because the other <clears throat> side of this is this kind of thought process is killing people. Mm-hmm. It's killing people. Well, no, it's not. It's we're just we just you know want to relax. That's the thing about AA um, um, that I don't think people realize that. And I've said this so many times that those 12 steps, steps mm-hmm. when you are doing those steps, it's a lifelong thing because they continue to bloom. They continue to change and open up doors that people who are honestly seeking a spiritual way of life don't realize is going to happen. Right. And so along with that, there are spiritual laws. Yeah. And those spiritual laws, whether you think you're the best you can be or not, are going to come into play mm-hmm. at some point in time in your life. Mm-hmm. And if we ignore that, as members of AA, we're not working a program. Amen. Amen. And let's go back to step three. Made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I as I understand him. Now you can interpret that as I understand him to be a light bulb, or you can interpret that the way it was written, as I continue in my understanding of him. Either way, it is requiring that you get out of yourself. <coughs> you step aside and you turn your will and your life over to a power greater than you. So if you're taking that back and you're calling all the shots then you're not working the third step. Therefore, you're not working a 12-step program. Mm-hmm. You're just drinking bad coffee and joining me on my weekly wine <laughs> and whining about your day, right? I think we need to get mad, Marv, because people are dying. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and then let's put this in the ball, in the ball court of those who have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. We can do a show on this, and I can get hot about it. Marv, you can get hot about it. We can do that. But how much are we praying for these people that have that are deceived and deluded? Because that's what it boils down to. God, uh, I mean, we're not going to change their hearts, kind of like Denver was saying. The chairperson isn't going to. Mm-hmm. A committee in New York at the AA World Service Office isn't going to. Right, God's going to. 
And so we need to petitioning, be petitioning God, those of us who believe in prayer. Uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but in the Baker book, it says straight out in Romans and in Thessalonians that God will turn them over to their own delusions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they don't eventually repent and go the other way, he will do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know... Uh, who am I to say one way or the other? But it seems like so they need our we need yeah it seems like we're seeing that happening. We we are so they <laughs> they need our prayers. They need our prayers. You know, my prayer is God allow your spirit to guide, convict, and convert people. Because I think <laughs> I think you're right. People will come to a point where their their heart becomes so hardened in their own stuff that they are incapable of repenting, or which simply means to turn and go the other direction. Yeah. They become in, incapable of it. And that's a scary place to what be. What a scary moment. Yeah. When is that? Yeah, when is that? Yeah, and because we don't know, it, the, the call to prayer for each, you know, pray for each other is, is urgent. Um, well, I think the problem with that is, though, that people are so quick to condemn and not pray for somebody. True. And that doesn't help that person either. Right. You're right. So when we talk about the hand of AA being there, mm-hmm. right, is is it a codependent hand? Is is it a, oh, it's okay. You had a relapse. It's okay. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. Is that is that hand going to be just a, you know, wishy-washy hand that just says, oh, it's okay? Or is it going to be a firm handshake that says, we're glad you're back. You're here. Now, give yourself a chance. Sit down. You might want to listen to what's being said here, and 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 we might want to go through this literature and actually do this work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the problem is in so many circles today we're not doing that anymore. We're just talking about our day, sharing the big book, reading the chat, reading a paragraph. Because nobody wants know. to quote unquote offend anybody, but right. it's, you're not offending them. Well, you're giving them tough love. Well, and I'll tell you, true recovery will offend. Yeah. True love will offend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. We've we've gotten very, you know, I don't want to offend you. Mm-hmm. God, <sighs> you know how many times my sponsors offended me? <laughs> but it got me through the tough times, so. Well, I, I'm sure that uh, I've alienated I should have said, quote, half unquote, of our listenership. <laughs> quote, unquote, offended me. Air quotes. Get on your typewriters there. Yeah, get on your typewriters. And, and, you know, I know one of the things that I'm going to hear is, who are you to judge? Well, you know what? And, and then we get these these quotes from people, you know, out of the book of Matthew. Judge not, least you be judged. Mm-hmm. But it's the only scripture verse they, they know. It's the only scripture verse they quote. Mm-hmm. So don't give me that. You know, we are to make judgment calls. We're not to condemn, mm-hmm. but we are to make judgment calls. We make judgment calls every day. Mm-hmm. You know, just get in your car and drive from here to the other side of town. You got to make judgment calls, right? So this judge not least should be judged thing, you got you to put it in context. Um, and may I just say that if you are a believer in who we believe is the God who is God, and you're compromising these in these areas, Wow. Uh, you may want to rethink that. Mm-hmm. You, you, you really may. Okay. Now that uh, we've closed the chapter on, on this topic. For now. <laughs> my praying gnome has been praying the whole yeah. the, through the whole show. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, uh, for uh, 
for hanging in there mm-hmm. in this hour. Appreciate it very much. So our closing song, we played it before, and I have to play it again, uh, by Michael Perrington, is entitled High and Dry. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriately so. Here is Michael. I'm on the marijuana maintenance program. I haven't had to take a drink so far. Every time I'm tempted to go out and get drunk, I smoke a joint and stay home from the bar. High and dry, what a good boy am I. High and dry, yes I am a sober gopher guy. High and dry, my chemicals and me. Fill my life with pharmaceutical serenity. First thing that I did was find a doctor To prescribe codeine to ease my pain I told him I'm in recovery And he gave me some Valium to keep me sane High and dry, what a good boy am I High and dry, yes I am a sober doper guy shaking still But I don't have to pass out on a half a case of brew I'll just take a few sleeping pills High and dry What a good boy am I High and dry Yes I am a sober doper guy High and dry My chemicals in me Fill my life with pharmaceutical serenity Michael Perrington and the Messengers with High and Dry. Hey, listen to uh, listen to a ton of our shows in the archives. Visit us at takes12radio.com and click on Follow Me on Podomatic. There you can download our app for iOS or Android, and you can download literally hundreds of recovery talk and positive music radio shows produced right here in the studios of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. All right, until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Here, kitty.